Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our weekly dose of Pursuing Success God's Way and excited to be back with you for this week's episode. If you're tuning into this on the podcast, I want to thank you for that. Make sure that you get over to iTunes or your favorite podcast station and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But tonight I'm coming to you from the latest book that I'm reading. And I'm going to skip around a little bit in this, but we're taking on the topic of fear. And this is a book I've just started reading, um, but I'm almost done with because it's so stinking good. And it's called Fear is Not the Boss of You by Jennifer Allwood. And I did not know who Jennifer Allwood was. Um, She apparently has a huge social media following. Um, She used to have a painting business. She was on um, Extreme Home Makeover. But this book is all about fear and um, that it's not our boss. So I'm going to skip around a little bit, but it, I felt like there just was so much important stuff. I mean, if you could see how many pages, right? Like, I mean, look at my underlines and my notes. And so there just was so much rich, juicy content here that I wanted to share with you guys. So I really, really recommend this book. So first she starts out talking about, are you stuck, overwhelmed, or scared? And I think that as God-centered entrepreneurs, we find ourselves in each of those places sometimes. You know, we feel stuck because maybe we don't know how to move forward or we feel overwhelmed. And especially right now, it's easy to feel overwhelmed because, you know, our schedules are so out of whack. And for those of us who have businesses, but we're also trying to manage you know, teaching our kids at home and and whatever that looks like, it's easy to be overwhelmed, but it's really the fear piece that she digs into here. So let me unpack just some of the big, um, the, the big pieces that I feel like she has such a message for us. One of the things that she talks about in this is the difference between confidence and courage. And I love that this is truly biblically based. She has an entire appendix in the book for people who have not yet come to Christ. And um, throughout the book, she sort of encourages people to, you know, turn back to that appendix if they haven't yet. But this is what she said. One of the things that is keeping us stuck is that uh, the world's message of confidence confuses us. So here's what she says. The definition of confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities. Let me read that to you again. Confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So she said, look at all the ways in that definition that confidence is focused on self and one's own abilities and focus on self is always a dead end. She goes on to say, 
that how much more powerful could we be? How much more effective for our purpose and for the kingdom of God could we be if we didn't stop to rationalize everything that's put in front of us to say, I don't think I have the confidence to do that. And because we spend time worried about that confidence, she says, we have become a society of overthinkers. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm raising my hand on that because I overthink. In a recent book that I've read, I don't have it on this shelf, I have it on another one um, that I just finished recently, Jesus Over Everything by Lisa Whittle, another fantastic book. One of the um, deadly overs that she talks about is overthinking. But this is what she says about courage. <clears throat> Let me find it. She says, um, courage is the ability to do something that frightens someone or that frightens one. So it is our ability to do something that frightens us. So notice the difference. It's not a feeling. It's actually an action. And what she says here is that confidence has to be earned, but courage is doing something in spite of our confidence level. And confidence is grown by doing something that scares us and realizing we're not going to die and then doing it over and over and over. She said, courage is willing to take risks when you don't know how it's going to work out. Courage is rolling the dice on a hopeful outcome because there are no guarantees that the thing you're going to do is going to work out or succeed. Courage is what will make you say yes to things in spite of your feelings. And this is what I love the most. Courage says, I know who makes me capable. Who makes me capable? Not myself, but God who makes us capable to do the things that he wants us to do. Courage operates from a place of personal conviction. So I may not feel qualified or assured of my own abilities, but I am confident in the one who is asking me to do something. And having confidence in God means that I believe who he is, he is who he says he is, and he will do what he says that he will do. So that's, that, that's one snippet. I want to turn to another snippet about, um, about failure and how, or not failure, about fear and how it stops us. You know, often she, she gives an example here of how she felt like God was calling her to let go of, of some resentment and let go of something that was holding her back and, um, and him telling her that, you know, it's the decision to obey. And when we hold on to something, maybe it's lack of forgiveness or maybe we th think we've forgiven, but we keep um, replaying that past failure in our heads that we give it permission to steal our time, to steal our peace, to steal our attention. And in living that way, we're living in fear and we're allowing fear to have the power. She says further that um, if we continue to look at that past situation, we have to ask ourselves, at what point have we punished ourselves long enough? When is enough enough? Because there is no condemnation in Christ. But we continue to condemn ourselves. So for example, for me, I realized recently that I kept replaying in my head some of the past failures 
in my Arbonne business. And that was not allowing me to move forward and to serve and to, and to do the things that I knew that the Lord has called me to do because I kept condemning myself over here. Or when I lost my job in 2012, I mean, here we are in 2020, like it has been seven and a half years since I lost my job. But even as, as recent as a year ago, six months ago, I was still replaying that and not allowing myself to let that go and take what she calls here a holy exchange, my pain for God's plan. And that is the only way that we can be free and get the life that is rightfully ours. So here's what she says. Oh, there's so much here. I want you guys to go get this book. She said that everyone has something that is of greater importance to them than holding on to their fear. And that fear always exaggerates and using words like no one or everyone or you all or always, etc. That fear determines uh, that, that we allow fear to determine where we're going to go and how we're going to get there and what it's going to look like. But the whole premise of this book is that you cannot let fear overtake and be an excuse to ignore the calling that the Lord has put on your life. So what is it that you just know to the core of your being that God has called you to do? Maybe it's to be a teacher. Maybe it's to um, serve in a certain way. Maybe it's to have a certain business. Maybe it's to um, give in a certain way. But you're allowing fear to be an excuse for not following through on that calling. And in here, she says that our fear does not excuse us from our calling. Like our calling is our calling. And so if we're allowing fear to hold us back, what is not happening in the world or in, in, in the lives of those around us or even the lives of people we haven't even met or may never meet, how, how, are, how is that a ripple effect? Because we're allowing fear to hold us back. She says here, one of the biggest reasons that we get stuck instead of doing the things that will change our lives and the world around us is because we are living in a world that is centered on self. We are so me focused, and she says myself included, and I'll say myself included, that we think everything has to do with us. But here's a news flash straight from heaven. Your life has little to do with you. You were not put on this, we were not put on this earth to make ourselves happy. Your life is supposed to be lived for God and for others. And that life is going to require us to get unstuck. I love that she says this. All over Pinterest are t-shirts and coffee mugs and jewelry that say she believed she could, so she did. A better version would be God believed she could. So she did. It doesn't really matter if I believe I can or not. If God asks me to do something, he believes I can. Therefore, I need to do it out of obedience because that's all that matters. I need to do it out of obedience because that's all that matters. I mean, how powerful is that, right? We get stuck thinking, I can't take these actions because I don't have the confidence or I'm not equipped enough. But yet we know deep inside that, that the Lord has called us to these actions or called us to this business or called us to this field of work. And yet 
we're allowing our fears to stop us from doing those things. I love um, something that, that she says here, which I, I think is, is so good. Um, she talks about how um, God is in the business of luring us in with something that we want, but then giving us what we actually need. So whatever you want to do with your life, whether big, hard, and whatever big, hard, and scary thing you desire, rarely it is, rarely is it about what we think it's about. God needs you to be healed and get unstuck and get on with it because there are things that need to be done in your life on this side of heaven that have nothing to do with you. So someone in a training once said that when, when we are um, sort of succumbing to fear, when we're living in fear, we're making it about us and we're missing the point of what we need to do that we're avoiding because of fear has nothing to do with us. It's about whom we're supposed to serve and the impact that we're supposed to make, right? So I, I, I love that she, um, I love that she, that she talks through this. Um, let me go a little bit further in this. And that is that she says, um, when God says he has plans for us, this is beautiful. I, she says, I also think he has a timeline for those plans. And those plans are likely time sensitive. She said, I imagine God with a Franklin Day planner in his hands. And she said, okay, God doesn't really have a calendar, but it's a fun visual. I like to picture God just up there tapping his designer covered foot, checking an app on his Apple watch and patiently but pointedly waiting for me to get a move on with whatever he asked me to do. I visualize him saying, come on, Jen, time's a wasting." I love that. I love that. He has things that need to get done on this earth, and it is in our best interest to get on board and on time with his plans. If you stay stuck in this fear, overwhelmed, scared, things are not getting accomplished on this side of heaven in the time that they may need to, and that delay can affect so many people. There's a ripple effect. There's a ripple effect in that. God does not want our excuses, you guys. This is what she says. He wants our yes, Lord. He wants us to trust that we are hashtag team God and we all have a part to play in this game called life. He has a different vantage point than we do. And at the end of the day, who has authority over our life? Who are we trusting? Do we really deep, deep down believe that the God of the universe has good things for us and that in order for us to fully access those things, we have to be obedient even if it scares us. Stuck and scared will not unlock the keys to the kingdom or anything else for that matter. God has so much he wants to partner with you on, but we have to be free in order to do that. We owe it to ourselves to show up for our life and we owe it to our creator to show up for the life that he gave us because our life is not about us. And there is so much that he can do in and through us. Wow. That's a lot to take in, right? Um, the last, the last piece that, uh, I think is really important to share with you is, um, you know, 
we are so often subject to our own timing or think that we are, and we want things to happen in our own timing. And in my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart, I have a whole section on Kronos versus Kairos, and Kairos being God's perfect timing. And she says here, if I trust him as Lord, I have to trust his timing. But we spend so much tr time trying to figure it out or how to do it or arguing with the Lord or trying to negotiate or plea bargain our way out of it or going, okay, Lord, I feel like you called me to that. So now I'm going to go find a way to make that happen even faster. No, no, no. What she says here is, I don't want to miss out on God's plan for my life because I was busy trying to figure out, argue with, negotiate, or plea bargain my way to a different plan. I don't want to miss God's best for me because I liked my timing better than his. I want to be a yes girl for God, and that includes me being more concerned about God's calendar than my own. Oh my gosh, you guys, I could go on and on and on about this book, but... Go ahead, if you're watching this live, and screenshot this. This It's called Fear is Not the Boss of You. It's by Jennifer Allwood. I really encourage you to go out and get this. I'm telling you, I, I've read it in like about two days. It's so, so good. I will post the link in the show notes of the podcast as well as here in our Pursuing Success God's Way community. And I would love to know what you think. So please leave some comments below. Um, please make sure that if you are listening on the podcast, go show us some love and give us five stars and leave some comments on this episode. Um, I, I'm just saying a bold prayer that I would love to have Jennifer Allwood um, as a guest on the Hustle With Heart podcast. I don't know. God can make anything happen, but I think she would speak so much life into us and our audience. So thank you all so, so much for tuning in. And I'm excited to see you next week uh, for the Hustle with Heart Weekly Dose and the Hustle with Heart Podcast. And I wish you guys a great Wednesday. And I'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Dose. See ya. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray that it brings you value as you build a business that honors God and serves his people. If you find it valuable, please leave a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. For all things Hustle with Heart, visit my website, erinharrigan.com, where you can connect with me about personalized coaching, find the podcast, as well as my new book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. Follow me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach or Instagram as Aaron Harrigan Entrepreneur. I'm praying for you, friend, that your business will serve others in a greater capacity than you could ever imagine.